again. Good morning. Uh, my name is Andrew Mills and I welcome you to our online worship service. We are a welcoming congregation. We're bound not by a creed, but by a desire to create a beloved community. Whoever you are, wherever you come from, whoever you love, you are welcome here. I especially welcome any visitors who are visiting with us today and invite you to join us for conversation in the breakout rooms once the service has ended. We also invite you to go to our online guest book, which you can find on our UCE website. That's uce.ca slash guestbook. We acknowledge that our congregation meets on Treaty 6 territory, home of First Nations, Métis and Inuit peoples over many centuries. A treaty is an inheritance, a responsibility, and a relationship. May we be good neighbors to one another, good stewards to our planet, and good ancestors to all of our children. Good morning. I'm Reverend Leanne Washington. I serve the Unitarian Church of Edmonton as its interim minister. Our, th our theme for October is resilience, the ability to adapt to stressful situations or crises. More resilient people are able to roll with the punches and adapt to adversity without lasting difficulties. Less resilient people have a harder time. They have a harder time with stress and life changes, both the major ones and the minor ones. Today, we are exploring the relationship between gratitude and resilience. Dr. Alex Korb, in his book, The Upward Spiral, tells us that gratitude is a state of mind. In fact, there's a gratitude circuit in your brain, badly in need of a workout. He further explains that having an attitude of gratitude by strengthening that circuit brings the power to elevate your physical and mental health boost happiness, improve sleep, and help you feel more connected to people. Our opening words this morning come from Find Yourself, written by Christy Ann Martin. When your world moves too fast and you lose yourself in chaos, introduce yourself to each color of the sunset. Reacquaint yourself with the earth beneath your feet. Thank the air that surrounds you with every breath you take. Find yourself an appreciation of life. We begin our sacred time together as Unitarian Universalist congregations around the world do by lighting our chalice. This morning's chalice lighting reading comes from Bruce Southward. It is for the gift of this day. For the gift of this day and for our community of spiritual nurture and compassion, we give thanks. We light this chalice as a symbol of our faith. May our many sparks meet and merge in communion of heart and soul. 
With mics muted, you are invited to join in singing hymn 347, Gather the Spirit. circumstances, friends and family all over Canada would be gathering on Monday to celebrate Thanksgiving, an annual holiday proclaimed by Parliament as a day of general thanksgiving to Almighty God for the bountiful harvest with which Canada has been blessed to be observed on the second Monday in October. In the spirit of a traditional Thanksgiving celebration, Reverend Maureen Killeran, a UU minister born in Canada, was, has written an acrostic reminder of the meaning of Thanksgiving, titled T is for Turkey. <laughs> T is for Turkey and Tofu and together. H reminds us of happiness, may it grow beyond all measure. 
A means all who are returning a reunion in fall. N is for newcomers to our fellowship and a hearty welcome to all. K for kind friends with whom we will share dinner. S means surely you'll have fun, but you won't get thinner. G is generosity to share what we've been given. I for integrity. May we bring it to our living. V is very special. I'll carry on. I can't hear you, uh, Reverend. Uh, so V is very special because of each one here. I, we give thanks for individuals, for each one is so dear. N stands for this nation and its challenges and strength. G reminds us of our blessings and calls us to give thanks. But these are not normal times. What was intended as a time of celebration, tradition, and comfort has this year become for many of us a time of sorrow, unfamiliarity, and discomfort. Many of us may be missing opportunities to see our out-of-town friends and family who always return on Thanksgiving. Or we may be the out-of-towners missing the trip home. It's at a time like this that our resilience is tested. An important part of our community is sharing the joys and sorrows of our lives. If you have a personally significant joy or sorrow, please type it into the chat window at the bottom of the screen where we'll be able to see it. You may send your cares and concerns also to candles at uce.ca. During this time, I invite you to also share for all of our benefits, how you intend to celebrate the harvest and connect with absent family and friends, and share especially any advice you may have for those of us who will be celebrating Thanksgiving without company. After you have shared your joy or sorrow, please enjoy Calm Wind by Peter B. Helland.
unspoken joys and sorrows held within the sanctuary of our hearts and also for all those who have yet to find a spiritual home where they can share their joys and sorrows. As a minister, one of my greatest fears is failing to live into the values that I preach. Being only human, I have strengths and weaknesses, and I have moments of fragility and confusion. One of the characters in one of my favorite books, Illusions, The Adventures of a Reluctant Messiah, written by one of my favorite authors, Richard Bach, said that we teach best what we most need to learn. As a minister, I would modify that a bit and say that we preach best what we most need to learn. I need to learn how to practice gratitude. Like the rest of you, I have experienced some significant life changes due to the social restrictions placed on us as we combat COVID-19. While I've tried to maintain a positive attitude, I have my moments, moments where I wallow in self-pity. Poor me. I'm stuck in the house all day. Wah, wah, wah. I have to wear a mask to visit my mother or my aunt and uncle or the grocery store. Boo hoo, virtual ministry just isn't the same as being there in person. Now, I'm not generally a poor, poor, pitiful me type, but these restrictions are going on so much longer than anyone anticipated. My natural optimism and enthusiasm is seriously waning. And I could use a boost to my resiliency battery. Lucky for me, there is something that will give my resiliency a boost, the spiritual practice of gratitude. So how exactly does practicing gratitude foster greater resilience and mental health? Neuroscientists have been studying the effects of gratitude on people's emotional states and ability to manage hardship. According to UCLA's Mindfulness Awareness Research Center, expressing gratitude affects the molecular structure of the brain, 
keeps the gray matter functioning and makes us healthier and happier. In 2008, scientists first measured the brain activity of participants experiencing different emotions. They found that gratitude causes synchronized activization in several different areas of the brain and lights up parts of the brain's reward pathways and the hypothalamus. Put simply, like Prozac, a popular antidepressant, gratitude can boost neurotransmitter ser serotonin and activate the brainstem to produce dopamine. In 2009, researchers at the US National Institute of Health found that subjects who showed more gratitude overall had higher levels of activity in the hypothalamus. The hypothalamus controls many essential bodily functions like eating, drinking, and sleeping. It affects your metabolism and stress levels. Dr. Alan Korb, whom I quoted in my opening words, explains that even just trying to think of things you are grateful for forces you to focus on the positive aspects of your life. This simple act increases serotonin production in the anterior cingulate cortex, which I understand is the area of the brain thought to generate complex cognitive functions such as empathy, impulse control, emotion, and decision-making. Now, how to incorporate a spiritual practice of gratitude into our lives. The key, I think, is twofold. First, it's important to be willing to entertain the possibility that there is still something to be grateful for, even in the most difficult times. Second, appreciating the little things means that there will always be something to be grateful for. Sometimes life is so difficult that it's hard to breathe. Like when we lose a loved one, or we lose a job, or we have a serious health issue, or we live in constant fear of something like catching COVID-19. Days, weeks, and even months go by where we are so overwhelmed by our problems, pain, tragedy, or disappointment that we certainly don't feel lucky to be alive, and we don't feel much like celebrating. And for a while, that's okay. We all need time to process our emotions and to grieve whatever or whomever we have lost. At these times, it seems so unfair that while we are frozen in our misery, the world continues on. And it only makes matters worse when people try to cheer us up by telling us what we should be grateful for. So let's not do that. Gratitude and its resiliency-making realizations have to come from within. Eventually, we may become ready to consider a practice of gratitude by working to offset our pain with a sense of thanksgiving. This is a very healing practice. As an example, in the midst of grieving for a loved one, we can be grateful for the time we shared with them, the care of friends and family, for the gifts of nature, and for the kindness of strangers. It is most difficult to do that and most helpful. Even the daily sunrise that at first seems so cruel at these moments can eventually become a source of gratitude. Being intentional about noticing these things is a deep spiritual practice. A regular practice of gratitude for the things we value can also turn into a habit of intentionally trying to find something to be grateful for in any difficult situation. 
this habit helps us keep things in perspective and reminds us that while there are many challenges and difficulties in life, there's always something to be grateful for. And it is in these moments that we can appreciate how our practice of gratitude strengthens our resilience. A few examples are, when I'm feeling mad at someone, I can try to see what about them I'm grateful for. When I procrastinate with a project, I can look at why I'm grateful to be able to work on that project. When I get injured or sick, I can remember that I'm grateful to just be alive. When someone doesn't like what I do and criticizes me, I can be grateful that they care enough to even pay attention. Attention is a gift. So what keeps us from engaging in daily practice of gratitude? Perhaps the greatest impediment is the same impediment to a regular exercise schedule or any other regular spiritual practice, our busyness. Last Sunday, we discussed resilience through simplicity and how letting go of our busyness was an important step in welcoming simplicity into our lives. The same applies to a desire to begin a daily practice of gratitude. We need to find some time in our busy schedules to not be so busy. To take a moment, take a deep breath and create for ourselves an atmosphere of gratitude. There are numerous ways to invite gratitude into our lives. The most effective and most profound, I believe, is appreciating the little things. By little things, I mean those things that we often take for granted, but without them, our lives would be immeasurably more lonely and more difficult. On this next slide, you see some of the ordinary things that I'm immeasurably grateful for. Such things as my friends and family, without whom I would be lonely, and refrigeration, without which I would spend so much more time securing and preparing meals. I've listed here generalities, but I suggest that the more specific we are in naming what we are grateful for, the greater the positive impact on us. So my list is superimposed on something for which I am profoundly grateful. So grateful am I for this simple pleasure that my daughter has identified it as my idea of heaven. A mug of hot coffee or tea, a good book and cookies. I'm also grateful for all the blooming plants in my yard, which others sometimes call weeds. I love the yellow buttercups, white and purple clover blossoms and fuchsia pink purslane. When I see them, they make me smile. As for how to practice gratitude, I imagine there are many ways. Three come to mind at present. The first is simply to take a moment and be intentional about listing in mind or on paper or in a journal the things for which you are grateful. To be most specific at the end of the day, perhaps before retiring to bed, you can review the events of the day and list those things, people or events for which you are grateful and why. The second is to designate a time of day to be mindfully grateful for what you are experiencing. Let's say the time is dinner preparation. I often do my best thinking while working in the kitchen. As you cut up the vegetables, be thankful for the veggies, the farmer who grew them, the truck driver that delivered them to the store, 
and the clerk who risked COVID-19 to stock and sell the veggies. You can also be thankful for the knife you were using, the company that made it, the miner who mined the iron ore, and so on and so forth. This has the effect of keeping you in the moment and connecting you to the interdependent web of human endeavors. And third, you can make it a practice maybe once a week or so to send a thank you note to someone who hasn't done anything specific recently, but whose presence in your life is important. Your best friend, your mail courier, your pharmacist, and such as that. Many people report that just a few minutes per day of journaling, meditating on gratitude, or just thinking about what they're grateful for in life has had a profoundly positive effect on their emotional health and well being. They suggest that you do it every day and see if it changes anything. Don't rush through it, don't do it mindlessly. Really try to feel gratitude for everything you list. Let yourself feel the amazingness of the things and people and events in your life. Now, let's take this opportunity to thoughtfully list some of the things for which we are grateful. The more specific, the better. And I will read a few out loud. You can list them in the chat room at the bottom of your screen. Please don't be offended if I do not read yours. That could take all afternoon to read everyone's. We'll be able to read them in the chat box list. Gloria is grateful for her son who is in her bubble. He keeps her entertained and cares for her when her health goes sideways. Beth is grateful for the automatic washer and dryer. <laughs> Amen to that. Jan is grateful for car trips through the mountains. Jasmine is grateful for cats, books, and wool socks. Yvonne is grateful for the company of Gidget, her dog, who reminds her to stay in the moment. And Alex is grateful for a stranger who offered a compliment online.
continue to share what you're grateful for as you are moved to do so. With mics muted, I invite you to join in singing hymn number 128 for all that is our life. Generosity, like gratitude, is a spiritual practice, one that enlarges the heart and lightens the spirit. For no matter how much or how little we have in the sharing of it, both the one who gives and the one who receives are blessed. We are a self-governing and self-supporting community. We rely on your donations to support our staff and to offer our programs. Now more than ever, we need your financial support please visit the UCE website at uce.ca to find the donation method that best suits you. Also, reminder that we are uh, still looking for a few people to help with the casino coming up this week. For the month of October, uh, we are, where are we? Uh, we encourage you to also support Child Hidden. Please visit their website for more information about them, and you can find a link to their website on the UCE uh, webpage. With Mike's muted, we'll do Carry the Flame. <laughs>
Sometimes we take for granted those who care about us. It's important from time to time to let people know that we appreciate their friendship. If we are shy or awkward expressing gratitude in person, we can write a note, send an email, leave a message, <laughs> or as Andrew Gold has done, write a song titled, Thank You for Being a Friend. Thank you for being a friend Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true You're a pal and a confidant I'm not ashamed to say I hope it always will stay this way
As we prepare to leave each other's company, I share with you a blessing written by Reverend Michael R. LeDuc, a Unitarian Universalist minister. May we look with gratitude upon this day for the beauty of the world, for the first radiance of dawn and the last smoldering glow of sunset. Let us be thankful for physical joys, for hills to climb and hard work to do, for music that lifts our hearts in one breath, for the hand clasp of a friend and for the gracious loveliness of children who remind us of the wonders of life. May we be appreciative above all for the concern and love of those around us, for the exceeding bliss of the touch of the holy, which suddenly awakens our drowsy souls to the blessed awareness of the divine within us and within others. And like our friend Piglet, may we discover that the amount of gratitude we can hold is in no way limited by the size of our hearts. For all this and for the countless other blessings present in our lives, let us be grateful. One of those countless other blessings present in our lives are those who have made our online worship service possible this morning. Andrew Mills, Lynn Turvey, Rhonda Jessen, and Susan Rutan. Thank you. And for all of you who have worked so diligently since the COVID-19 pandemic began to provide meaningful online worship for us, you have done a great job. I think I can speak for all of us. Thank you. As we extinguish the chalice and move out into the rest of the week, I share with you an, ex an excerpt from reading 656 written by Percival Chubb titled A Harvest of Gratitude. From the harvest of the soil, we are given occasion to garner a harvest of the heart and mind. A harvest of resolve to be careful stewards of all life's gifts and opportunities. A harvest of reverence for the wondrous power and life at work in things that grow and in the soul. A harvest of gratitude for every good which we enjoy and of fellowship for all who are sustained by earth's beauty. With mics muted, please join in singing our closing song, Carry the Flame. Well, I seem to have lost my slides. So if you will permit me, I will lead this. Are you ready? Carry the flame of peace and love until we meet again. Carry the flame of peace and love until we meet again. Give me a minute and I'll try to recover that, that uh, the slides. Well, this is the time where we can take a short break. Um, when the slides come up, we'll have some slides with announcements on them. And then when you come back, we'll be um, divided into breakout rooms. I'll stay in the main room. So if you'd like to stay and chat with me and others, 
You can do so by just not clicking onto the breakout room. You also have the option of going into the breakout room and then coming back to the main room. I'll be here for about an hour. And everybody can unmute themselves.